0: Welcome to Radio Finance, the podcast that helps you understand the transformative developments taking place in the world today.
1: Hi, good afternoon, and welcome to the Radio Finance session on next phase of digitizing corporate banking in a hyper-connected world. I'm Niti Agarwal, Senior Research and Consulting Manager at The Asian Banker, and I will be the moderator for today's session. So we have assembled a distinguished group of senior executives from leading institutions across Asia to debate on this topic. Firstly, I would like to introduce and welcome our guests. So we have with us Mark Willis. He's managing director and global head API and open banking ecosystem for Standard Chartered Bank. We have Fan uh, Hanson, he's deputy CEO Head of Global Transaction Services, Techcom Bank. We have uh, Kaivan Turel. he's Head of Payment Advisory, Global Payment Solution, HSBC, Asia Pacific. We have Michael Christopher Cruz, he's Vice President, Usage and Strategic Business Head, uh, Result Commercial Banking Corporation, RCBC. And we have Frankie Vai, he's Business Solution Director, APAC Temenos. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: I'm pleased to share with you that, according to a recent report across the entire banking value chain, the global corporate banking market is projected to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 7.5% from 2022 to 2027. And technology is now taking a lead role in defining many innovative business models there is a platform of emerging technologies, ranging from cloud, AI, and machine learning, open API, and composable software to meet current and future needs. With the advent of many technologies, financial institutions expect their software partners to provide the same for scalability, reducing operating costs, and staying ahead in the competition and terminals has the experience of helping corporate banks of different types and sizes to launch and transform their business.
0: I think one of the key focus for us is not only the gap visibility for account attack on bank, but also multi-bank uh, and giving uh, one single view. Number two, around presenting the information uh, in the most efficient way for the client, for our corporate client, uh, both in what we call an attended channel, which is in the ERP, in the treasury management system, or attended channel, which is our uh, digital banking uh, and, and, and internet banking, basically, and mobile app. The, 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 the second group of, uh, of this is really around liquidity management tool uh, from investment uh, or managing surplus cash to in capital needs and how to plug in the, the gap of capital uh, you know requirement and how do we digitize all of this uh, journey
3: and therefore what we've done is it actually launched the product and this is almost two years now so it's not new uh, called OmniCollect, this is available in 14 markets globally and it actually allows merchant clients to offer their customers the ability to pay through a variety of payment options whether it is cards in markets like Singapore Hong Kong where cards are more prevalent Or e-wallets in in some of the other Southeast Asian markets and even China, where those are the common forms of payments for consumers. So it's about helping customers take our customers, take advantage of the technology, of the trends, of the fact that they themselves want to go through a digital transformation to provide their end consumers a great experience.
4: Um, You know, we have a comprehensive suite of of capabilities that cover uh, cash management, FX and trade, Um, and and other products. Now, um, you know, we're seeing a little bit of a deeper, more embedded model, right? Where the corporate is perhaps building um, an ecosystem of their own or an application of their own. And we're embedding those banking services within that ecosystem. The second big job I would say is this notion of real time and real time treasury, right? So we see, of course, how we're moving towards solutions that require you know, optimize liquidity management and just on time uh, movement of money and FX, And of course, you know, having interaction through, through APIs in real-time 24 by 7 capabilities um, help us to enable those user experiences for, for our customers. Um,
5: the main challenges that we face when dealing with our customers really are willingness and readiness. Their willingness to digitize, the readiness to digitize. So as much as we want to offer them cutting-edge solution, if the farmers want to be paid in cash, if their suppliers want to be paid in cash, we need to provide a solution that's customized to that corporate's need. You have, of course, these new fintechs, these new startups that are very much engaged and really into technology. You have the telecoms and all that. But you also have corporations which are raking it a lot of money, but they are, are still run in an ancient way where they still have big accounting departments with lots of pushing reams of paper around, making their ARs and APs work. For example, for our uh, SME banking group, we had to create and revisit our entire process and revisit this entire manual credit application process, which reduced the entire turnaround time by more than 50%. How do you get business loans digitally? Um, we had to get into third-party bureaus. We had to set up this uh, new credit investigation system and really create the infrastructure within the bank using an in-house data science team to provide credit in an alternative way.
0: Yeah, so for us, uh, data has been uh, one of our core uh, strategic uh, pillar amongst uh, people and uh, and client-centric. So we already um, have a a fairly big bank-wide initiative in terms of data uh, ranging from, um, you know, consolidating data, building data infrastructure uh, to have a a common uh, data pool for uh, every every division within the bank Uh, and around data governance, uh, you know, around data security, um, data analytics. So um, the investment going to the technology, the the tool, the capability, but at the same time, building our uh, people capability. So we
3: kind of have a, uh, as we like to call it, like a liquidity dashboard that allows the customer just real-time visibility of their cash positions with HSBC. We have uh, receivables solutions that enable customers as they streamline the receivables through us to actually help them identify where that money's come from, apply that, uh, which in turn then helps their working capital metrics better, and then linking it with uh, our own cash flow forecasting capabilities, or share that information to customers in the shape they want, whether it's a report, whether it's uh, you know sometimes even through APIs, to enable them to make their own decisions um, for managing the treasury in, in a much better way. So if a customer wants to use APIs to know what are the balances they have, absolutely, we will use that.
4: If you look at API, number one, it's embedded in you know, your customer's customer's ecosystem. Um, two, it's a 24 by seven you know, real-time model, right? So we need to um, you know, obviously gear towards a platform that can service that. Um, of course, cloud as a technology, um, you know, is a prime candidate for a system like that. So, most certainly, you know, we do leverage um, cloud technology, uh, cloud-native architecture, um, agile, DevOps, um, because we need we need that scale, right? Um, I think again, though, you know, cloud is of course not a silver bullet, right? And there are many challenges in terms of banks specifically um, adopting cloud. Um, Generally, we will follow for our API platform a a hybrid cloud approach. And this is just because we've got a very diverse footprint. But without the sort of right discipline, the right sort of cloud economic model in place, um, you know, the spend can quickly run away. And I think generally as an industry, you know, you're starting to see we're getting better at this. um, Customers starting to realize it and, and, and how they optimize sort of that spend profile to get the best value out of cloud.
0: We already moved to cloud a couple of years ago. This one will also have uh, you know two, two aspects to it. Number one is uh, migrating our existing um, application uh, to cloud, but at the same time, when we uh, look to build new capability, new platform, uh, it has to be a cloud native uh, and cloud enabled. Um, and for that, we also look at you know in order to meet with the client demand, like everyone uh, the panelists have been shared in terms of uh, you know the openness the time to markets uh, and the ability to actually connect with um, uh, a lot of partners um, and, and ecosystem. Um, we, who, um, you know, look at um, the, the cloud-based and the API-based uh, infrastructure to be to allow us becoming more flexible and, and be able to actually connect, um, uh, you know, with our customers and with our partners. Maybe it's are new, and we are uh, one of the first banks who actually uh, took this step.
5: Uh... One of the first things we've done is really migrated our communications and data systems to a cloud-native environment. So what that meant was we, have, we can now build a scalable data analytics team which can process all of the customer data needed to generate these actionable insights, not just in marketing, but in credit as well. Um, we also have to take into account these fintechs are entering backed by big e-commerce networks and big telecommunications companies with the data that and the network that enables them to scale up quickly they don't they don't really do this alone we decided to create our virtual bank our mass market virtual bank discartech in a cloud native separate core banking system so this has enabled us to expand and iterate further to not rely on legacy systems and enable us to iterate new products and connect to other APIs and connect to partners much faster than otherwise if we had mm-hmm. stayed on our legacy system.
4: Um, if you look at the embedded finance or bank as a service ecosystem, typically there's four players in the value chain, right? There's the customer, um, the customer platform, there could be an enabler and then there's a bank, right? Um, and I guess what what we're really trying to do is present ourselves Um, as a unique platform, right, or as a single platform with all our products and services, right, and and to offer these building blocks either directly to the enabler um, or directly to the marketplace. Again, from our perspective, you know, we're very focused on on what we call our API marketplace, Um, and this is really, you know, how we would present the single front of the bank and uh, present a, a platform and a capability where... Customers can actually go and assemble um, different workflows and assemble these these building blocks into something meaningful. So again, how do you unify that customer experience, create a single platform um, so that, you know, when you do have a consumer, they could quite easily consume payment functionality combined with FX, combined with um, an escrow capability and so on and so forth, right? So um, that's, that's uh, yes, really what we're doing in that space. Generally, um, as banks, we will have an indirect monetization model, meaning the, pro- the product will attract the fee, um, or there'll be another revenue uplift um, through a different benefit, right? But generally, I would say, um, you look at all banking APIs, most of it would be indirect monetization. It's still making money through the product.
3: When we look at embedded finance and, and working as an ecosystem play, um, you know, we've recently just partnered with with Oracle NetSuite to actually embed our banking services into their own cloud enterprise ERP system, right? which is called NetSuite uh, Automation. You have those connectivities built in with HSBC that allows you to, at this point in time, start making end-to-end AP provide processes, right? And then we can see how can we then expand that to all the other use cases that, may, that they may want. Um, and that currently is in the U.S. We're trying to be more agile uh, in the way customers would want to use it uh, and, and feel comfortable using it, and, and then trying to see how we can drive that forward.
0: Um, and order uh, like marketplaces, um, or, or uh, you know other super app in Vietnam uh, to provide payment and cross uh, and and upsell cross sale uh, for financial service product uh, from Techcom Bank.
5: There still needs to be a regulatory framework that allows and at least creates this common language for corporates and banks to work together and have this common API framework where they can communicate with each other. Otherwise, it will be development upon development that's specific to that client only. And the third point on how we implemented it internally is that we had to retrain our people. Really, it's a combination of mindset, partnerships, and tapping into existing networks.
3: Yes, we will have. all all the necessary technologies that we spoke about right cloud we're using that we're looking at building that out use the data but at the end of the day the crux is back focusing on the customer right saying i want to process not a hundred thousand transactions but 50 million transactions a day right and and just doing that to becoming more and more sophisticated in the way they want to so that's always going to be a priority and that's what we're going to focus on
4: in the next 18 months we have a strategic focus just in terms of growth through partnerships and platforms, right? So, you know, how do we be as good as, as the FinTech enablers, right? So how do we have a solution that, because they land up integrating to the banks anyway, right? So how do we move up and, and have a solution that's potentially as good and, and can compete in that space? So I would say those are, those are two, two focus
0: areas. I think for us, the key priority is around our uh, customer experience design um, and, and delivering. Um, I think this is, this is a key shift in terms of from a product-focused uh, organization to a client-centric. Um, the second is around, um, you know, ha- uh, how do we, based on the, you know, the customer experience uh, design capability, how do you actually release and go, and go to market a lot faster? And the third one is around scalability, particularly around payment, uh, collection, reconciliation for corporates.
5: Now our main priorities moving forward really will be revisiting our key customer journeys. Second is really reskilling our bank's talent and adopting a more agile approach on a cultural level. And the third is really the goal, which is to create this great customer experience for both retail and corporate clients that's grounded on their use cases, specific use cases.
2: I mean, the process automation and now is really moving to our focus on how we can improve the customer experience. I think that is really standing out. And uh, also the openness now, uh, I think lots of, I mean, the discussion narrative about the embedded finance and the wider ecosystem, how we can quickly really collaborate and roll out the product. Uh, Time is in essence and really, I mean, how we can innovate at speed is really key.
1: We've had a very insightful discussion. We heard about some of the strategic priorities of banks. We heard about some of the challenges that they're facing, the key innovations that are being brought about, some of the um, very interesting insights into how they are integrating into ecosystem, how they are providing services uh, to different partners, different chains, different marketplaces. Um, how data and analytics is being used more effectively to build greater visibility real-time services, bring innovation, uh, bring uh, newer products to customers, more hyper-personalized service to them, as well as looking at more frictionless experience. And with that, uh, we come to the uh, end of this today's session. Uh, so thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day.
5: Thank you for listening to Radio Finance. For more content,
1: visit the Asian Banker website and follow us on social media.